Welcome to the Foyne Jones Show Survival Special. In this mini-series of my podcast, I'll be talking to the industry's most charismatic leaders about the impact coronavirus has had on their daily trading. We will discuss their battle plans to fight back and share advice and guidance on how we can stay positive and optimistic in the most trying of times. Okay, listeners, welcome to the merry, merry, merry month of May. We won't be going to a cup final. We won't be going to a Champions League final. We don't know who's going to win the respective divisions in football. I'm hoping Fulham will still get promoted. But the good news to start May, our first episode, we've got Paul Crow back on the Foyne Jones Show. Paul, good morning. How are you? How are the family? How's Nicola? How are you? Morning, Peter. Great to see you. Uh, and on that note, let me just say it's the first time Southampton had, had a relegation battle for a while, so that's nice. It's been quite a good April in that sense. But uh, yeah, do you know, Peter, we're all well here, actually. And um, dis- despite the fact there's plenty to think about, we've actually decided to take advantage of the weather and some home cooking. And uh, yeah, we're all good. Thank you. That's, that's good to hear. Do you know what, mate? If, 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 if it means Southampton can get a record points total, you've got, you've got to take that, haven't you? you you've, got, you've got to take whatever you can. And, and if we were having this conversation in January or February, Paul, we'd be talking about the KBP show and we'd probably be saying, what, you know, how, what do you think the impact of Brexit's been? And, Paul, what do you think about VAR? Is it killing football? Those conversations don't matter anymore, do they? It's it's just a completely different world, isn't it? It's and everybody's saying the same thing. It's surreal and all of those sorts of things, Peter. But um, do you know what? It's kind of at the same time. It, it's quite calm. It, it's 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 maybe a calm before a massive storm, obviously. But it's there's an element of calm because I think everybody's actually just tried to take the positive out of everything. And it's it's a bit like a film. People are saying hello to everyone. As oh, mate, it's, it's it's, you know? Do you know? Do you know what? I've got I've got. Um... I've got different things that I've got to be careful because in my in my think of one of the intros Callum does for this podcast, I, I use, you know, in these trying times. I'm getting a little bit bored of trying <laughs> unprecedented and challenging times. But but it, no one saw this passage of play coming. It is difficult. And and there is a there is a sort of going back to what's important. There's a humbleness about people. You know, I, I'm going on the street clapping with my neighbours at eight o'clock for Colonel Tom and, and the NHS and the carers. I didn't think my neighbours liked me that much, but apparently, apparently they do. We're all right. We're all, we're all tight and friends now. Um, so, so it is, it is changing. Yeah, there will be a different. There will be a new normal. We're, we're embracing digital and technology in ways that we've never done before. But there has been an impact. So I've been very open through my podcast, and my guests have been open about the impact it's had on their businesses. From a from a ripples perspective, Paul, can you can you share with us? how the crisis has impacted you and your showroom owners and the business in general? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, Peter, there's no denying it. It's, it's impacted us um, severely. You know, we are, by definition, a showroom business. We're a place where we show off what we sell through helping people understand a solution that we offer through displays in the showroom with with our expertise, and they're not allowed in at the moment, you know. So it's... Um, I don't think it would be um, reasonable for us to suddenly become an internet business any more than an internet business could suddenly become a showroom business. So to a certain extent, you kind of, um, it's it's pretty much a hibernated business Mm. and everything else after that is a positive on top of it, essentially. So um, yes, impacted sales. Um, There's other things that you have to think about during that period. It impacts people's uh, the resource available to them because you're putting them on furlough and as much as that's commercially necessary 
you want to be able to actually engage and get on with stuff because yeah. it's it's your nature and you can't in in the same way you know you can have chats to people like you can but they're not sat at your desk are they you know oh, you're not... oh, I've, I've been i forget regularly i furloughed every member of the Foyne jones team right yeah. so I, I i i just reel them up and just just think they're at work and they're just because we were yeah. we we for years have pioneered remote working home working video technology so 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 that side of the new normal isn't that new to us yeah um, what's very new to us spinning on from your showrooms being closed and your suppliers you know not manufacturing and people not selling yeah we have a completely well bar one or two projects with no real start dates we've had the soul ripped out of us in terms of live recruitment project so it is a it is a time of thinking it's a time to to look at processes it's a time to panic it's a time to worry and and that changes by the hour and, and i do feel I, I feel for the for the I, I have so many conversations paul with you with, with other friends and clients and contacts where you know you're you're sharing the pain we're in the same storm but everyone's in different ships and you don't quite know where you're coming out of it and you must see that paul with yeah the different showrooms in different locations, different owners in different stages of their lives and journeys. You must be you must be dealing with lots of different situations and emotions at the moment when you're helping them and guiding them, I guess. Yeah, we are because they're facing different challenges and and, and it is regardless of what can come out of it, they're all challenges. Um, we've got some that were just about to, um, or a couple that were just about to open a showroom and can't sign the lease, it's been put on hold. Um, at the same time, they're still quoting for customers. They're still developing inquiries and developing relationships. But, you know, they're all dressed up with nowhere to go. And, and they're very frustrated about it, as, as is understandable. And at the same time, concerned about it whilst they're positive. We've got franchisees being asked for um, customers saying, well, we're nervous now. Can we have our money back? Because their income's affected as, as, um, as, as customers. And it's like, well, isn't that easy? And and you can say yes to one customer if you think it's the right thing to do. But if you said it to all of them, a you haven't got a business, and b you can't look after yourself. You know, so it's it's it creates stress and, and, and challenges for people when they've kind of done nothing wrong, which is a, a new challenge for them. Um, and there's there's an element of how do you keep your your team when they're remote, not just interested, but actually. Um, working at a certain speed you know mm -hmm. mentally everyone slows down you could look at what monday mornings do for you and and i think that um when you've had a few weeks of not working at the pace that we're all used to you've got to start thinking how do i get everybody actually up for the fight because it will be a fight so it's 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 kind of an eerie eerie time and i don't i honestly don't have all the answers and i'm not trying to because i think it, it, it's something that's changing on a regular basis you've just got to roll with it but to be fair, all of our franchisees are very different, Peter. We've got some that routinely have a 10 o'clock meeting with their team on the telephone every single day, and, and I like that. Yeah. Um, we've got some where that just wouldn't work for them, and, and I, re I respect that too. We've got some that um, have got their team in, you know, maybe in different days coming into the show to work, which suits the individuals. 
Hey, it's it's I, I, I could paint a different picture across the different showrooms. And, that, and that's the reality. And you can paint a different picture by the hour. I mean, the, the yeah. fact that you've got some people that want to come into the show or can come into the showrooms and so, be safe and socially distance. I embrace that myself. You know, I there is no chance whatsoever of me doing anything proactive at home with a 21 year old, a, a nearly 18 year old and my wife all, all in the in the building. It's not going to happen. So I'm lucky in a way that I can walk or drive to the office. I see no one. I come to a very lonely open office, but with no one else here, it's 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 very easy for me to to be yeah. safe and be proactive. And and I do I do really strange things, Paul. You're like this. I've got like I use Callum's desk to do like social media on when I'm planning that. I go yeah. to Holly's desk give it serious stuff and I'm a bit worried and I need to focus on it properly. And I've got stuff on the other. So it's almost like I give myself disciplines and yeah, yeah you know i've got i've got a little mini gym here and little things but it's not palatial and, it, and it's but it gives me routine and that routine gives me something to do i run with the puppy or i walk with a dog and and i mix it up a little bit but you then you 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 have to make the challenge there are days when everything i do is draining because i'm dealing with finances and you know it's personal finances business finances and you're like well you come away and you're like this is tough but for me I think the most heartbreaking aspect of what I do at the moment is is the calls I get, the messages I get, the emails I get from people like what you said a couple of minutes ago, through no fault of their own, yeah. through poor performance or gross misconduct or for any specific reason, are back on the job market through redundancy, through closure, through whatever. And you've got to be positive. You've got to, you've got to give them something back. But if you do that, say I talk to five or six people a day for half an hour, 45 minutes a day, what, what, you know, that's draining. It takes all your time and you're losing focus on, on revenue generating activity. So, so it's meant we're creating webinars, we're creating group sessions and we are, we are making the time we can, but I never thought Paul talking to you, I've, be, I've never been a one-man business. It was me and Foyne. I was a two-man business in 2003. I'm, I'm down to being a one-man business, which is which is a challenge. Yeah. Um, giving you an example there, mate, of some of the things I'm doing to, to give me give me discipline. Have you got a routine? Are you out pedaling? You must be pedaling. Do you know, Peter, I've done more exercise in April yeah. than, I, than I think I did at any month last year bar one. And um, I, I, I'm quite strict at keeping a, to a, a schedule of making sure that my body's um, outside, basically. So, yeah, I've, I've I, shorter rides, to, to be fair, but I've done a lot of them. I think I've been out about uh, either running or cycling about 25 times in, in April. So I didn't miss many days. It was I mean, when we had the sunshine. I, mean, I don't know what it's like in Bath, but it's uh, down, down in the Sussex. It's, we're a bit overcast and rainy today, but it's been what it's been beautiful to go out, hasn't it? But and lines, Peter. I won't show them to you. But no, I've got no. lines, arms, lines on my legs. It's, it's not it. that sort of podcast, Paul. Sorry, sorry. That's your late night. That's a very late night viewers. But yeah. it has been but beautiful. You know hasn't it's, it? it's done me the world of good, and I have to say, it, it's made me realise that you have to find time in your day to do it. And, and the other thing it's made me realise is that. Um, I don't actually have to be strict and regimented in my working hours. And it, it's not that I want to work less, but I actually am, I know when I work best, you know, and, I, and, I, and all of the rubbish stuff, if you like, the spreadsheets, you've got to get it done in the mornings. There's no point thinking you're going to get it done in the afternoon. You're going to lose the will to live. But actually, once you get that cup of tea in you in the afternoon, you suddenly find your creative bubbles start to come out. And sometimes your best work gets done when you are on the treadmill or out on the roads or with the headphones on, you know, and it's, 
it is my, my, should... my ideas come from when I'm exercising and when, and when I'm when I'm sort of away from stuff because you, your mind's going and you and you pitch, 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 pitch all your ideas they just come the creativity comes but it, it was I mean Jonathan Foyne used to say this that you know in all the years we worked together through merchants and through the well up until about four or five years ago Foyne Jones it was like we are a better creative and motivated business when you are exercising you know, yeah, yeah, when yeah. you are when you are training for a marathon or you're hitting the gym or you're playing football and you're exercising we are better when, you, yeah. when you're not is it we don't quite know and and i've always took that and i've just thought if i can find the time to get my head right and and be as in shape as i can because my my nutrition pool is not on point i'd have to say my my alcohol level yeah. yeah my nutrition isn't isn't on point with the fitness but we can't balance each other and i'm 45 years old it does give you something to think about um as well as the exercise, Paul, are you are you learning new languages? What are you doing? What's the what's the new normal for you? Are you well, to Tell me more. If I highlighted, and I hope Mrs. Crow will agree with this. The the two things that I've got way better at and needed to get better at. I've done a lot more reading, which um, I've always found books too slow. You know, <laughs> I just I need I, I, I need that hundred mile an hour. Probably reading too many emails and all of that sort of stuff. You know, scrolling through screens. Um, so I've enjoyed uh, reading and I've actually ironically been reading a book on nutrition, which I know nothing about. And I decided that I should. So I bought The Idiot's Guide, which um, is a bit heavy handed, to be honest with you, but very, very good stuff. And um, home cooking is is not ah. something my mother ever thought she, I would uh, be saying to anybody, let alone you publicly. But um, we started off a few months ago with these home fresh things. Yeah, I think that's what they're called. But anyway. Long story yeah. short, we're yeah, cooking. That's like a meal in a box, isn't it? Here you yeah. go, prepare yeah. it, away you go. At least five times a week, not necessarily those, but, you know, recipes that we're putting together, having the time to start again from the beginning, learning the process. I'm Not only am I enjoying that process, but, I'm, of course, I'm enjoying the food, which tied in with the nutrition means that we're eating really, really healthily and some great stuff. So I've really enjoyed doing that. And, and that's and I, and I think that you know we're we're I'm seeing that in, in my own home. I mean, I'm I'm not I'm, I'm way behind you in getting myself into 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 the into the kitchen. But but Jane and Jane is taking it to whole new levels in terms of the in terms of the the, the dishes, the diets, the plans. I think and and you know we've got the time to do that because you, you're not rushing around and you're there to enjoy it. But there is that that sobering reality that at some point. And we don't know when that point will be. This will be over or it will start to become over. And we will be going back to the day job or what the new day job will be. Yeah. What battle plans have you been thinking about? You can share with us. Have you been have you been laying for the for the ripples, the ripples, the ripples of Empire, Paul, for your showrooms, your, your suppliers? I mean, have you got have you got tactics ready or are they evolving as we talk? Well, they're certainly evolving, Peter. I can't in any way pretend that we've got this sort of big whiteboard with a you know a, a plan mapped out. But essentially, the 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 backbone of it is that um, on on a local level, I've written about it for KBB Review. But on a local level, and and something that I think the Foyne Jones are, are, are very good at, and and, and you've um, done very well in is that you've got to start making sure people know who you are as a person in your business locally, the personality of the business. And the more corporate we've become, the harder that's become for us. So we've got to work a bit harder at, in a local level, making sure that 
if you like, Richard and Diane who run our Newbury showroom, that it is Richard and Diane. It's their faces, their smiles, because they're the ones doing all of the work and, 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 and rightly deserve the credit for it. So we've got to work hard locally. And of course, there's millions of ways that we can do that and lots of channels, which um, we need to get better at. Um, we've always been good at the national stuff, but maybe on the local side of hidden behind that. I think that um, something that we've got to do is is take a look at the suppliers that we're with. Um, we've got some excellent suppliers, um, but we've got to be prepared that changes might be forced upon us. And as we look for more opportunities in different markets, I don't want us to necessarily change our price point. I, I think that Ripples love bathrooms. You know, our, our belief is our, our why, if you like, of working is that we want you to have a great bathroom if you're a customer of ours. And we're not going to change that. But we've got to look at whether we're missing opportunities by maybe um, being a bit constrained on who we work with. So behind the scenes, we've been chatting to different suppliers that have approached us in the past and, and seen if there's something there. And on the, the, the national marketing, we've, we've, we've built up a pretty good um, loyal following on Instagram. It, it grows you know, hundreds every day, which is lovely and taken a long time to put in place. So we're just put a lot of work into content actually that people won't see at the moment but I think we've added about another 150 200 pages of of good content product wise mm. to our web page it's all ready to go live and it won't make any difference but it will eventually you know it's, mm. it's one of those things so kind of just ultimately thinking about continuing to build a relationship with a customer who may be there for you tomorrow Clearly uh, looking at uh, how we develop a, lo a local relationship, as I've said, but equally um, across ripples, I don't genuinely at this stage know of anybody that's been laid off. I think everybody's been retained. Um, there's a lot of staff have been retained on full pay as well, which I think has been very good by the franchisees. And it's a case of actually saying is what does the, the cost centers now look like for these stores? You know, is, is what can we afford to be as a business? We've got to be realistic about what um, what money we're going to have coming in. And therefore, we've got to look at um, how we maybe react to that accordingly. And, and that's going to be, again, different to every single showroom. So it didn't all, you know, charge, let's get on with it. There's an element of, um, you know, regroup at the same time. But a, a balance of both, I think, will be somewhere in the middle. I mean, and, and that that's something that I remember we, we were messaging a week or so ago and you were saying that, you know, you're, you're, you're looking at your, e, your email marketing, you're looking at your website, you we, we've got this time to look at different details. I've done it with Infoin Jones to look at different areas of what I do that I can, I can I've got lots of different personality traits, experience, skills, and, and, yeah. and they could be value on their own away from the recruitment offer in lots of different areas. And I've been, and I've always had this, and it's always been an idea and a, yeah, yeah. But now I've actually been able to take that into something which I could take, bring to the market and you do some testing, you get some feedback. And that that's, that's really exciting because, you know, you, you, you're spot on when you said about when you've got your daily pressures of owning a business and managing a team and, and you know, making sure we're okay for, for it's, it's payroll, it's this, it's that. You, you, you're looking at that continually. You're not coming away going, we could do so much better. We've got, we've got yeah. great, great content. We've got great stories to tell. We've got, we could help people. You know, I've been approached by, 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 by business owners that want me to help them set a podcast up. You know, they, they listen to this. They like the conversation. They, they've got an audience. They've got a customer base on Insta. They've got people that will that will follow them. They're saying, you know, I could be talking to them, but but how do I how do I do that? So you you're sharing your journey, the steps you've been yeah. through, 
and it's it's been it's been brilliant because these are some these are people that I've recruited for and probably will recruit for again. But that relationship's gone into a completely different level now, where you're talking well, about really helping them. I think what's interesting, Pete, and again, it's it's something that you've 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 recognised and, and and demonstrated. But um, for me now, it's it's not necessarily putting myself under pressure to be the one with all the answers because I, I know I don't have them. But but actually, what we found, particularly with the the whole technology thing, marketing thing, you've seen it with the contribution Callum's made to your business. Actually, the answer is from the people who are sometimes least equipped experience wise to know what the problems are, but they actually have the solutions. And it's 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 getting the team sort of rallied to understand who's got the idea that might be right for the, for the future that we don't currently recognize. And I don't want to call them kids because they're not, you know, these are all adults. But compared to the 50 year old, if you like, these these youngsters have actually got some incredible right, the younger generation. We've got to bring them to the forefront now. Doing. Like, you know, it's really, it's really great you mentioned Callum because like, it's so well timed because on Monday, so we were calling this on Monday, he's got his final assessment uh, for his apprenticeship. And it's, and it's got to be done through, through Zoom. You know, it's, uh, yeah. so it's oh, they should have been here for like a six hour or four hour observation. You know, but but it's being done through Zoom, and yeah. I've been warned that I can only I can only have half hour. I can't take over. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like well, I, you know, I can, but but it, but he's got to do it. But you know what? He's he's progress. He's been with me 12, 40, 16, 15, about 40, 15 months, and you know, most people know I know his dad really well. But but he's progress from being you know part time lifeguard coming in and the exposure he's had and what he's done. Yeah, I, I'm really proud of it. You know, in, in almost a fatherly way and, and an employer's way and, and a friendship way, um, he's built his own little reputation. He, he does really good work. Like anyone who's young, there's there's highs, lows, and, and things he could improve. But but the contribution he's made to Foyne Jones is really not. It's not recruitment related. It's not business related as such. But it helps us position ourselves differently. The the speed he, he he edits, produces video, you know, the way he could do it, it's amazing. And I, we're at a stage now where I can go to him with a crazy idea or a crazy recording, and he understands what I'm what I'm trying to get across. And we can be we can learn so much from from them. But what we can also do, and I'm doing this now with Callum, is yeah. I'm encouraging him to take some of his skills and offer it to others. You know, so why don't you see help him with that? Talk to them about that, and he's doing some. He's doing some videoing for, for for a showroom in London. He's helping someone get a podcast off the ground. Only a couple of pilot episodes, but but I'm saying if you can get that and get some testimonials, you can. Depending on where, because I mean, bless him, he was meant to be in um, in June. He was meant to be doing a six month tour of Asia. Do you know? Oh, really? he, was, he was going travelling. So I mean, can okay. you listen to you'll be, you'll be editing this, so so you can uh, you can tell us when you speak to Paul next what you're going to be doing when you're not travelling. But that's. That's oh. the success. But you you do that as well in terms of encouraging the younger generation, encouraging the future designers. I've seen you write about it and talk about it a lot, Paul. Well, do you know, Peter, I, I, I believe in them because we, we get our designers together, all together, particularly one day a year. And it, it doesn't sound very often, but, you know, I see them on a regular basis, but they don't see each other on a regular basis. And they never, ever cease to amaze. I mean, we've just put a, um, a, a, a design of a lighthouse on our Instagram feed and um, – Within an hour, somebody asked us if we could design a bathroom for their silo and put pictures of their um, their house onto wow. the messages and so on. Massive property up in Cambridgeshire somewhere. And um, what they what they have in their head 
that comes out when they're tested with this creativity is phenomenal. And I just believe in it. I, I just, mm. I, I, I have no issues ever of, of admitting I don't know, don't have the answer, because I just think that um, everybody is, if, if you can create the right culture in a business, which I think we're pretty good at, to be honest with you, I think that um, you'll always have someone who comes up with a better answer than you. And we've created an environment where we go with that. And it's just me. I just, I've, I've just always been treated well from it, from being a 16 year old on a YTS and encouraged to, to develop and make mistakes. I've therefore always done the same. And I also think when we had a work experience person in our office and long story short, I said, look, I can't afford them. So I'll cover your petrol and your train costs and everything else. But you know, if you want the experience, that's fine. And we'll give you all of our time. And I found myself really warming to this individual from Bristol university, lovely girl. And she's just passed her degree, got a distinction, I believe. And um, I said to her, um, I want someone to, to treat you how I'd hope someone would treat my son if he was doing work experience somewhere mm. else. He's also 21, like your boy. And I really looked after her with with genuine interest. And she doubled our Pinterest activity. <laughs> so, and, I, and to be honest, we hadn't really thought about whether it was good or bad, our Pinterest activity, but until we suddenly saw the interest growing no, on our website. From it. But that, that, that's yeah. where that's where everyone can benefit from that guidance and, and that and that support really and, and you know what if, if you enjoy doing it and you and you get it back it's, it's one of the most rewarding things you can get so paul let's let's draw yeah. on your experience okay let's okay. draw on you know what one of the one of the greatest phrases i think came out of our first podcast was it's a lifestyle not just a business when you're yeah. going into into the ripples world um for showroom owners out there for people in kbb you know who are who are having good days, bad days. You know and that, and that's the reality. It could be hourly, yeah. daily, weekly. What what words of advice would you give them to help them get through it, mate? To come out the other side. I think first of all, Peter, a reality check. It's easy on um, on social media to think that everybody else is doing okay, and you go back to your spreadsheets and think, "Am I the only one that's suffering here?" Yeah. And, and and likewise, it's easy to think that everybody's suffering, so it doesn't matter that you're suffering and and the reality is neither are true. And, and I think that um, that reality check of, um, I compared it to Gordon Ramsay with uh, an article recently when he would go into people's restaurants. It's the same advice is, what made you start your business? What, what, where was your self-belief? What were you good at? And, and where were your instincts? And often they're unpolished. You know, mm. you've learned a lot since you started your business, as everybody does. But those raw ingredients that you have as an individual made you succeed. And I think that if those things get diluted over time, you become more corporate, you become a bit more comfortable, a bit slower. You start finding things you don't need. Yeah, you, you, know? you do. I, I've, been, I've been on that journey, mate. I, I've, I've been, I, I became, you know, I use the words arrogant, but you, 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 you yeah, get some people. Things, things get bigger. You know, your car gets shinier, your house gets bigger, you, you buy another one, you you know, and then I learned the hard way during 2009 that all that glitters isn't gold. And if you're really exposed, it's quite a terrifying place. And yeah. I think that's perhaps why now in 2020, whilst I'm going through some real hits and pain, I'm a lot more humble and a lot more confident that there's a pathway up. But I love that, Paul, you know, that that reality check of, what made you start your business? That what was the why? You know, why did you want it? And what were the qualities that drove you? You're going back to the start, and that's a real powerful element to focus on, isn't it? 
It is because there's not many people have it, Peter. You know that not many people have that. Um, people who start their own business don't think about it failing. It's not because they're they're naive or they're taking risks. They just don't see it as a risk, and they don't see it as a risk because of that huge self belief in what they can offer and, and what difference that they can make, and therefore re-engaging with that and refocusing on it, and then making sure that your team who who clearly aren't going to have it, they're never going to care at the level that you do making sure that they understand why that belief is is important to you and why you also believe in them. And do you know what? You can make a massive difference rallying a team as long as they are clear on what it is that you do, mm. how you're trying to achieve it. And if that changes to what it was six months ago, a year ago, so what? If you're selling something different, so what? It's a business. And if it's bringing the best out of you and making it work for you, Sell kitchens if you were selling bathrooms. Flip it. It's not. You're, not, not you're, you know what? You know what, Paul? Your mate Gary. Your mate Gary V. Your mate Gary yeah. Varnacek. I know. I know you follow him. I he, do like him. He says that you know, no one in your business is going to give a shit as much as you. They're not going to work yeah. as hard as you. They're not going to graft as hard as you. They're not going to care as much as you. Deal with it, and then make yeah. them understand and work with you and be part of it. And that's it's quite, that's hard quite powerful, isn't it? It's quite hard accepting it, and when you do, it's actually a relief because yeah. it keeps upsetting you when they, no, when they I, don't I, keep I, together. When I email my team at like silly o'clock in the morning or late at night because I'm busy, I always put on there, please don't read this or reply until anything, whatever, because I'm like, you know, you can, you, but for, sometimes with me, if it's there, I have to get it out. It has to go, and I yeah. do work. I would say I work longer than the average person in terms of hours. I would say I don't have a nine to I don't have a Dolly Parton week you know it's not nine to five it's very creative um and I do I guess I'm blessed in a way that I can work on my terms like for me a Saturday afternoon or a Saturday morning if I'm not at a football I can achieve a lot you know in two or three hours or maybe you know if I'm talking to Paul Crow or a similar leader MD I'm not going to get you at two o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon right so so if I'm available early doors on your way to work or after after work on your way home or around your diary that's the magic that's when the magic happens on them time so you juggle it around and i think the the what people that appreciate that that work smarter can can influence their businesses in in every way you yeah. you summed it up for me paul I, I think it was early in the lockdown i rang you to ask how your plant was because i know someone gave you a plant did how is the plant by the way <laughs> it's there? dead man I left it in the office on the on the Friday yeah. and I got home that day and Boris told me not to go back to work. <laughs> and do you know what, Peter, has been bothering me ever Is since. It, yeah, you can't sleep at night. I mean, how dare how dare you? So so yeah, I mean that, that shows you that shows you I remember the plant, but but you yeah. I said Charles Paul, mate, this is I think it was on the back of like every vacancy had been closed down, job offers had been retracted. It was like boom, boom, boom. I'm going, I, I genuinely don't know how we're gonna get through that. And you and you replied and it was like it was like, well, you probably will get through it because you'd be okay. But if not, you could do this, 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 blah, blah, boom. And you put yeah. it on, hope that wasn't too direct or something like that. And I'm like, that was fucking brilliant. At that precise moment, I just needed someone to smack me around the face and go, it'll be okay. Give it give it some time, give it some thought. So I remember that, mate. So if you're doing things like that with your own team, that can only lead to good things. Let me take that advice, Paul, from yeah. business owners onto the job seeking population. So the designers, the showroom managers, the business developers who through no fault of their own are talking to people like me or having, you know, on their own trying to deal with it. They are looking for employment. What advice okay. would you give to them now from you as the MD of Ripples, mate? 
That's a tough question, Peter, because I think that um, you know and you see these people every single day is that um, when all is said and done, all I'm interested in myself is someone that can make a difference to the business that I'm, I'm in. And uh, I think less and less people care about CVs because I don't really know what they say anymore. And I'm, I'm, I'm not good with CVs, mainly because I've had a really good staff retention rate. I'm not recruiting very often myself. And, and I know what I'm looking for. And I can only gain that from, from sitting in front of someone. And I, I want to get really inside their head and maybe disrupt them a little bit and interview and in a constructive and, and often jovial way. But I want to know, are they are they in my head at, at, at the interview? Can they can they argue with me? Do you know, it's a silly little thing. But so I would I would say as, as advice to people, I think they actually need to what people aren't very good at typically is actually understanding what the other person's looking for in a negotiation, which is what it is. And therefore being able to get inside their head and say, what would I be looking for if I was that person recruiting now to make sure that you can communicate to them how you can actually make a difference? I will make your job easier, Mr. or Mrs. I will, I will bring some ideas for you. Is this an environment where you like people to contribute in the following way? And I, and I think that you can't put that in a CV. So my advice would be to anybody is actually to get advice from somebody a professional who knows how to prepare you for an interview because we don't do it very often mm. you know and if and if I'm going to do a presentation in front of a 10 people 100 people I'm sure as hell going to practice it and I'm going to get my script right and my, and my order right and think about any questions that will come at me that I might not have thought about I over prepare because I'm a nerd you know and yet how many people go into an interview thinking my CV says it all and I just want to smile and hope they like me. They won't even get to the interview if they if they have that attitude. So find a way to make people notice you and make sure that they notice you because you're going to make a difference to their business. It's problem solving, isn't it? You've got to solve a problem in that business. What's, what, what's amazing is in the, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, I, I, I own the recruitment business. I've had one since 2003. I detest CVs. I've got a big, I've got like a big TED thing I can do on this, mate. I start, I start talking. Oh, <laughs> they were invented by Leonardo da Vinci. Da Vinci. It was a passage of life. He was a teenage mutant ninja turtle. We, we've forgotten the phone, the facts. I mean, it, it gets quite interactive. But the, the reality of what I come down to is that, you know, we have, and the world's now woken up to video technology. We've got so many different ways of marketing ourselves, our products, our services. But when we are dealing with the most important asset any company can have, the people, you know, doesn't matter how good your product or solution is, you need someone there, you need people. We revert to this almost antiquated recruitment process of advertising a job, maybe looking at the applications, picking the ones whose name we like, and whatever, you know, and point scoring and you know, we I've, I've been championing trying to turn this on its head and and, you, and I've got lots of businesses on board with me and I've got others that won't give it the time of day. And, and I, no one's right, no one's wrong. But where I am is that someone with the raw skills on the and the potential on a piece of paper A4 might not look as good as that person on a sheet of A4. If they were both sitting at a bus stop and you had to let one on your bus who had, who's going to make you more money, you probably wouldn't pick the average one. You pick the the young up and coming superstar or old, mature, safe yeah. pair of hands, and that's what technology can do. That's what video can do. So, you 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 in a way there jumps on something I'm really big about. Showcase yourself. Go the extra. Be in the five percent, not the ninety five percent who do just enough. 
do something special which makes them remember you and shows you how you can make a difference. And that's that's powerful, mate. Well, just very quickly, Peter, I had an interview with a girl once because she gave, um, when Roger Kine paid for his petrol, she saw that he worked at Ripples and said to him, can I have a job? I'm studying interior design at college. And he said, you'll have to speak to Paul. I don't take care of all of that. So long story short, I reluctantly agreed to have a conversation with her in the showroom on a Saturday morning. And I put aside half an hour and she turned up in a suit with a portfolio. So I suddenly take her seriously because I didn't want her to be upset that I hadn't done. And um, she used to do about half a million a year for me from within about two years. And she started off putting stickers on brochures for the customers on the Saturday morning. She's still friends with our family now, 15, 20 years on. And she's very, very successful. Cool. You, 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 started, you started off loading, unpacking the warehouse, mate. Didn't you? I mean, well, you told me he was, he was there. I, 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 my journey began, at, well, on a fruit and vegetable. But when you go into an like, employer role, not the not the fruit and veg. It was unloading timber and doing doing basic, basic jobs in a Travis yeah. Perkins branch in Fulham. You start somewhere and you and you make it and make it your own. So that's that's amazing. But Paul, listen, thank you so much for coming back on the podcast. I've got Pleasure. I've got uh, you've answered one of the questions I've written down beforehand. How's the plant? So we've got that one. I've got another question for you, and I know that the public are going to want to know. You've actually starred in the Foyne Jones World in Motion John Barnes rap production. Okay. Starred in Gloria Gaynor, I will survive, and I put you down as the best vocal performance in that in that you cover. The girls, Peter. What's that? You say that to all the girls. I do. I say it to all the girls, especially over the tan lines, Paul. Especially over the tan lines. So we are. We don't know what we're releasing in May, but I've already put you down to feature in the next uh, KBB All Stars Choir. Is that okay? Go for it. All right, we'll get it in. We'll get it in, mate. Fair play, Paul Crow. From Ripples, mate, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much for coming on the Foy and Jones show. This is going to be our first episode released in the merry month of May. We're Foy and Jones. Stay safe, keep healthy, and be positive. Thank you, mate. Peter, take care. So that's the end of the show. We're Foy and Jones. Stay safe, keep healthy, be positive, because together we will get through this.